Welcome to the Freedom Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Jean Moncrief, and every week I answer your questions or go behind the scenes with special guests to uncover their secrets to building a valuable business, a business that brings you joy, and when the time's right, you can sell at a premium. If you're looking for a dream team of experts to help you maximize the value of your business and find the freedom you dreamt of as an entrepreneur, then you're in the right place. All right, so the question this week is, should I use a broker to sell my business or go it alone? Uh, so if, you, if you're thinking about selling your business, you've probably found yourself sitting in front of Google, typing in questions like, how do I sell my business? What's my business worth? Who can help me sell my business? How do I value my business? And you get this string of advice, um, mainly from big national brokers or various brokers. But you've heard a lot of horror stories from your friends about their experiences working with brokers or M&A advisors. And you want to steer clear of the bad guy, so to speak. But you aren't sure how to tell uh, a good business broker from the type that just wants to list your business for an easy fee. And most business owners have these concerns, and particularly at a, a smaller business where you're not surrounded by or don't have a CFO on your team, or you, you don't have a, a big accounting firm you're working with. So it's very difficult to make the decision, and you're not really sure where to turn. You know, you, while you know that you need professional advice to sell your company, you don't know who to speak to about it. And there's a lot riding on your choice of whether you use an intermediary or you don't use an intermediary. And by intermediary, I mean, do you use an investment banker, main street broker, a local broker, a boutique broker, you know, all these different options that are available to you. And, and here's the thing, the right broker can make selling your business a lot less painless, but you need to choose wisely because choosing the right business broker to sell your business affects the amount of cash that you're gonna receive on closing. And in some cases, can actually determine whether you're going to find a broker, or, sorry, whether you're going to find a buyer at all. So let's start with just demystifying the whole who of this, like who the who of the intermediaries, who's a, well, what is a broker versus an M&A advisor versus an investment banker. And I'm going to try and paint you a picture. We'll give you a framework for, for where each of these intermediaries operates. But in reality, the distinctions can be a little bit fuzzy. So let's get started with the the broker. Your business broker will sell a company for up to about 10 million. And you might have heard the term quality main street business brokers. It's it's a generic term for brokers who focus on what's called the higher end of the market, the 1 million to 10 million. Um, now, while that sounds like most of the market, uh, there's a, a huge proportion of businesses that are under a million in value. Now, typically, they're going to have a list of target buyers to sell your business to. So you, you, you talk to a broker, they take on your business, and they're then going to approach a whole list of, of buyers to sell your business to. And those buyers can include individual buyers, they could include small private equity groups, and they could include strategic buyers who are interested in uh, who they'll take your business to market uh, to, to, uh, to try and sell. And they may also list your business on a few online marketplaces. And at the end of the day, they take 
commission. Uh, most brokers will charge a commission when your business sells, and they may charge a fee um, to get your company ready to go to market. Now, one of the, the things to watch out for here is, is kind of landing up on one of these broker lists um, where you land up on a list, your business is for sale on, on some kind of online marketplace and your broker is going to take a commission when it sells. But it's not really where you want to land up because the word on the other side of the fence you know, the, where the choir is sitting is that businesses lurking on these online lists have usually been passed over by those more serious individual buyers or the private equity groups or the strategic buyers. So your business is, is either a bargain that can be snapped up or that you're not worth the, worth the trouble and you your business ends up languishing on some broker list. So make sure you're prepared before you go to the, the broker and we'll get to that a little bit later. Next up, you've got your M&A professional. These folks sell companies worth 10 million to 100 million. And the M&A professional usually handles larger businesses that they estimate are worth 10 million, although some of them may go as low as, uh, say, 5 million. And the reason for this is that your business might be a very good match for a strategic acquisition where the multiple for your business is a lot higher than the industry average. So let's say the industry average is five to to six times uh, earnings. You might have built a business that you built some phenomenal value in and it's worth 10 times and your M&A advisor sees the potential. And so that's why at the beginning I said this, uh, there, there can be some gray area to this whole framework that I'm giving you of intermediaries. Now, typically, like a broker, they're going to have a list that they target, list of, of potential buyers that they target. And this list could be private equity groups looking to invest, or they might market, market your company to a strategic acquirer. So the process or the, is very similar in terms of looking for private equity groups or strategic, uh, strategic acquirers. And they will also charge a what they term a success fee, which in in M and A terms is or industry lingo is basically a commission. And this may sort of seem like a lower or maybe a lower percentage than a broker, but the overall dollar value is going to be much higher because the M and A uh, the M and A uh, professional sells companies that are more valuable. So while the percentage might be slightly lower, it's going to be a much bigger chunk of change at the end of the day. And then finally, you've got the investment banker. And the investment banker sells companies that are worth over a hundred million. And if you're listening to this and you think your business is worth a hundred million plus, then you're probably in the wrong place. You know, these folks are kind of men in black carrying a card from a major bank that you will most likely recognize. And again, they're going to search for large private equity groups or strategic acquirers for your company. But as I say, if you if you're listening to this, um, you're probably in the wrong place if you if you're over hundred million. So, regardless of you choose of who you choose, here's some advice that you you need to consider. And when I say regardless of who you choose, I mean whether you choose to go it alone or your company's speaking to a broker because you're under uh, ten million, or because you're speaking to an M and A advisor because you're somewhere over that five ten million mark. First of all, look for somebody who's sold a company similar to yours. That's not to say you want to limit yourself to an industry guru, so to speak. You might want to search for a boutique company who appreciates what makes your company great because they've sold something that's similar to to what you have. Number two, if you're in a CEO group and if you're not, I really advise you to get into like Vistage or, 
EO, one of these, one of these groups, um, and you know somebody who's been through an exit in your group or has possibly been in your group before, even if they're a competitor, have a conversation with them, ask them about who they used, get some references. Number three, look for a personal connection. You're going to spend a lot of time with whoever it is over the next few months, possibly even a year or so. Um, but I it's a few months. So find somebody you can work well with because this is a very stressful process in your life and you want to have good rapport. You're going to want to keep focus on, on your business while knowing that you've got somebody who's got your back, um, who's out, out there looking for the best deal for you and, and negotiating on your behalf. Number four, um, as with hiring any professional, go and get some references. Uh, call a few of their references. If you haven't, from point number two, found somebody through a CEO group or through a reference, and get on the phone and speak to the references of uh, business who, who they've done deals for, the own, owners who have used their services and sold. And then number five, make sure they're actually working for you. And this is really important. You get this idea of, kind of sell side versus versus buy side. So in M&A lingo, the broker can be working on either the buy side or the sell side. And a buy side broker has been hired by a company to find them a business to buy. So you want to ask the question of your broker, or sorry, your M&A advisor or broker, are you working on any buy side mandates right now? So it's very clear. Either they are or they aren't, and they're upfront with you and they tell you that. And pay attention to this when you're hiring a guru or a specialist in in an industry because they operate in a much smaller pool and they need to maintain very good relationships with the buyers in the industry. So they're less likely to push for a hard uh, or less likely to push hard for an extraordinary deal for you. Um, So... So if you're going after, or if you decided to pursue a guru or specialist in an area, then make sure that you're asking that that question. And and here's one way of sort of getting a sense of uh, whether that person is worried about bumping the apple cart in, in their industry or in their pond, so to speak. If you hire an M&A expert and you have this idea that your business is worth around 10 times earnings, 10 times EBITDA, and you've done your research and you know that there have been some outliers or other businesses that are sold for that amount and the value you've built kind of pegs you around that that 10 times earnings mark. And your M&A professional isn't telling you the sort of realistic, or, or sorry, your M&A professional is telling you that the realistic expectation for your business is between five and six uh, times earnings. Uh, so they just aren't budging on that. They, you know in your mind that your business is worth more and they're kind of stuck at this, yeah, industry standard is five to six times. That's what you should be looking for. Then stop. You should be shopping around a bit more. So most of us have very little experience selling a business. I mean, most business owners have very little experience selling a business. And to the question of do you work with a business with a broker or don't you, Working with a broker can make a lot of sense, particularly if your business is over that 1 million mark. If you're below the 1 million mark, then the fees might be a bit hefty and and you may sort of need to work with your accountant or your lawyer. Uh, But there are some things that you can do to take the sting out of the transaction, so to speak. Even if you're selling by by yourself, 
doing these things is going to make your business more attractive to an acquirer and it's going to make your job a lot easier. So let's go. I've got five of those for you as well today. Okay, so number one is to start early. Ideally, when you start your business, you want to think about your exit. But at least 12 months before going to market, start thinking about what prospective acquirers would look like. Start thinking about uh, who you could work with from a brokerage standpoint. And start looking at your business from an acquirer's perspective. So reducing risk, reducing reliance on yourself, looking for recurring revenue streams. You really just want to bring down the risk and you want to increase the value of the business. So that's the first thing you can do. Number two, make sure your house is in order. Uh, You could bring in a a CFO or a value building coach, something of, of that nature. A person to really just help you clean everything up, get everything in order. And you can quite easily get um, part-time CFOs these days who will come in and just help you prepare everything, get three years worth of history on budgets and financials ready. And this could help you to reduce the fees associated with preparing your business uh, for sale. That's going to come from a broker or, or an M&A advisor. If you, if you get your house in order upfront, it's going to make the whole process a lot easier. Start thinking about potential acquirers long before you go to market. You know, look at potential, look at your partners, look at your competitors. Uh, might one of them be a, a potential acquirer of your business? Look for potential strategic acquirers of your business and make a list. So start your list of, of folks that you might want to sell to. So when you go to that broker m and advisor, you can, uh, you can present them with a list of, you know, here's who we believe might be good at uh, potential acquirers for our business. Do the, the research. Number four, do the research on your industry. Uh, get a sense of what your business might sell for in your sector. Uh, what uh, typical earnings before interest tax and amortization, uh, what the associated um, multiples are and how businesses are valued in your in your industry. And are there any outliers, you know, companies that have really punched above their weight class and what is it that they did to, to hit that higher multiple? So you understand that and you can start working towards that. And then start your broker advisor research early. Talk to CEOs in your CEO group. As I said, if you're not in one of those already, you may want to get into one of those. Talk, uh, so talk to competitors who have sold. Uh, talk to owners who have worked with uh, broker firms or M&A firms and, and really just start that research a lot earlier. So recapping those, uh, start early. Really start thinking about exiting your business almost from the day that you found it. Number two, make sure your house is in order. Get everything cleaned up. Bring in the help you need to clean up. Number three, start thinking and making your list of potential acquirers. Number four, do the research in your industry and understand what businesses are selling for and how some owners have achieved kind of or punched above their weight class. And number five, start your broker search early, uh, get recommendations, maybe put together the smallest of those brokers. All right. Thanks very much for tuning into this week's episode. I really appreciate it. You know, if you're interested in potentially working with me to build a more valuable business that really does thrive without you and come time to sell attracts outlandish offers, I'd love to hear from you. Reach out to me on LinkedIn, John Moncrief, or my website, johnmoncrief.com, and drop me a note. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please support the show by leaving a review and a rating and subscribing to hear future episodes. Thanks very much for tuning in. I appreciate your time.